This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Inked and Geeked. Come on out and see us. You can party with the Inked and Geek girls at the official after parties. Also, there's going to be four days of nonstop tattooing, art, and cosplay. Over $500 in cash prizes and awards for cosplay contests. Also, Geek Goddesses, Burlesque Show with special guests and host Gothic Sushi will be there. Miss Comics and Miss Tattoo Fest Beauty Pageant on Sunday. Also, there'll be tattoo contests and awards. Celebrity horror film guests like Tony Mora, Jay LaRose, John Dugan, Robert Lasardo appearing in films such as Chainsaw Massacre, Halloween, Human Centipede 3, and Saw. And artists from hit TV shows like Sci-Fi's Face Off and Ink Masters. And the pro wrestler Golden Links himself, Lince Dorado from the WWE. Also, the be comic and tattoo vendors and photo ops with guests and more. Also appearing Geeked and Ink Girls, Brie Bangarang, Brianna Blackfire, Bailey Bay Cosplay, Daisy Chang Cosplay, Emily Ostrom, Ivy Cosplay, Little Ludus, Murder Doll Ivy, Rage Cosplay, Siren Croft Cosplay, Sushi Yvette, and your host, Gothic Sushi herself, Maria Saber. And that's all going down March 16th through the 19th, 2017 at the Bradington Area Convention Center. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent ya. Grove Roots Brewing Company, the official beer sponsor of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Find them in downtown Winter Haven, Florida. They're also on Facebook.com forward slash Grove Roots Brewing and GroveRoots.com. Don't forget the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce and Hello, internet. Yeah, we back in the fact. Don't know you had a long day, but let us inject. Sit back, relax, and have some cold beer. Gotta pay a few bills. Yeah, we're all clear. And it's loose on the loose. You know the tag team champion. We get the biggest pop when we hit the ramp. The outlaws of the new age. And we still got love for the retro ways. You know, Nintendo. Sega Genesis, so many systems, your dreamcast and reminisce. So pull back the curtain and hit the booth, cause it's the happy hour podcast with Johnny and Duke. Yeah. Hello, internets. My name is Johnny Womack. Of course, I have my main man, Deuce. What's up, man? Hey, man, we're the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. We are a twice-weekly podcast dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure. And before we get to our special guest, we have to talk about the amazing folks from Grove Roots Brewing. Yeah, and Eddie, I apologize. I can't magically transport some of this amazing beer over to you from Grove Roots. And I want to start off right off the bat with saying we are uh, trying a new beer tonight. It is so new, it doesn't even have a name yet. Yes. It is going to be his brand new porter. And I wanted to ask you, Johnny, uh, what do you think? I like it. It's a darker beer. Um, I There's a lot of flavor, and it's not as, uh, it doesn't have as much, much of a bite as a lot of darker beers do. Um, and... It doesn't have like a, it, it has a little bit of a sweet taste to it too, um, which I like. Well, we drew some parallels between it and the six a.m. pickers. Right. It definitely doesn't have the coffee taste. Right. I don't think there's any coffee. But in the it. sweetness maybe. The sweetness the, is the nice. The six a.m. pickers. But yeah. it's definitely really, really dark, like right. the six a.m. pickers yeah. is. So uh, that is uh, brand new, and it's six point two. And hopefully by the time this episode airs, it'll have a name, so you can go and try it. Also, he's finally debuting this le- week. 
the brand new Slanted Ladders Pale Ale. Nice. So that's going to be coming out. Um, also, don't forget, he's got the the beer flights, and you get four samples for seven bucks. So if you're going down there, you've never tried it before. I recommend going to flights, man. And plus, the last time I went, they did something really cool. They actually numbered them, and they said start with this one and end with this one. Oh, that's so cool. it went from like lighter to darker. Yeah. So you kind of knew which order to drink the beer in, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, also, he's got shirts, glasses, koozies, posters, you name it. So you definitely want to check that out. Also, don't forget he's got Jenga Connect 4, Bonchi Ball, Cornhole. He's got all that stuff. And actually tonight, besides just the new Porter, we're also trying the Whoopsie Daisy, which is an American version of Rise and Shine, which actually had him tell me the story about that. So here's the reason it's called Whoopsie Daisy. I guess him and the other brewers were brewing it, and uh, he actually put in a different yeast on accident than they normally use. So that's why he named it, hence, Whoopsie Daisy, because he accidentally put the wrong yeast in there. But it's really, really good. It's really sweet. It almost tastes like Sprite and orange juice mixed together, to be honest with you. So it's got like a really good flavor and a good taste to it. And of course, we've got the Boat Days IPA, which I just absolutely adore with us tonight. Um, it's probably, we actually were just talking about this, me and Johnny, what our favorite uh, of his beers is. And my personal favorite is always the Boat Days IPA. Hands down, when I go in, like by myself, I go ahead and I just jump on the Boat Days IPA. R- Rise and Grind's my favorite. Yeah, by far. you, you I really, love really that like one. that one. That one's really, really nice. Also, I just wanted to let you guys know, this Sunday, he's having live music again, which he actually is having pretty much every every like Saturday and Sunday, he's got uh, live music. But I thought this would be fun because it's Super Bowl Sunday, and from 2 to 5, he's got Mike Montz Dioka is going to be there playing live acoustic uh, from 2 to 5. Sunday, February 5th. So I was like, you know what? That'd be cool. You go check it out, you know, have a couple beers and then go home, watch a game or stick around there and watch a game. Um, You know, get a lot of cool things you can do. Also, he's got the food trucks all the time. You don't want to miss it. Food trucks are fantastic. Yeah. And his snack bar and all that stuff. And then he's got the meat sticks and the the uh, the caramel sea, uh, sea salt cheddar popcorn, amazing, yeah. really and really cookies tasty. And cream cookies popcorn. and cream, it's awesome, it's fantastic. Awesome. So. Also, you can check them out at facebook.com forward slash Grove Roots Brewing, and also you can find them at groveroots.com, and they're three hundred two Third Street Southwest, Winter Haven, Florida. And now, without further ado, to the hardest working man in podcasting, it's our good buddy Eddie V. Yes, Edward Varnell. He is. He's got his two main podcasts, which he does a lot of podcasts, but his two main ones that he's on. Go check them out. The Optional Opinion Podcast, where he goes solo. It's just his thoughts. One man, one mic, one thoughts, and he goes in there and does that. Of course, he's on with uh, his awesome friends Adrian Nieto, Larry Giver, on the Optional uh, or on the uh, 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 World One One Podcast. So definitely go check those out as well. Uh, welcome back, man. It's good to see you. Thank you for having me. I must say that Whoopsie Daisy sounds amazing. Like it I would, is I would really, try that. Really good because what I like is like, and I I try to put this lightly, but you know, like if you're going and some of your friends aren't beer drinkers, or maybe if you you've got a young lady with you and she's not a big beer drinker, and they don't want to go the cider route, which I highly recommend. They've got a mimosa. Uh, it's Cider Boys. Grand Mimosa Cider, which is actually gluten-free, which I always recommend people to try if they want something sweeter. Yeah. But if you want something sweeter that's a beer, I'll always say go with the Whoopsie Daisy. And hopefully he's going to keep it 
on um, he's going to keep it around. I don't I don't yeah. know. I can't say officially, unofficially what he's going to do with the whoopsie-daisy, but I told him personally, I said, man, you might want to alternate that rise and grind and, you know, just kind of keep just kind of keep it keep it in the mix cuz I mean, you made it by mistake, but it turned out to be really really fucking good. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I was like, well, you know, so I don't know what he's going to do, but the ride and shine's always good. But mm-hmm. yeah, that whoopsie daisy, it's it it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Send it send it to Illinois. So I could try it. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to, but we actually found this out the other day. You cannot mail beer through the mail. I know, I know. Yeah, like yeah. I didn't know that until the other day. I had a long talk with a postman about it, and he told me that you can't mail any kind of alcohol through the mail. It's like some bitch. So well, yeah, yeah. So. Well, just in case, because, you, you know, you could send it to a minor or something like that. That, right? or maybe if it busts in trend, yeah. I don't know, but yeah. he said you couldn't do it. So, so gentlemen, we have a lot to talk about um, in this first hour. Uh, we, we're we're going to be doing two episodes with uh, Eddie V. We are, but I want to hit my man Eddie V up with my chicken story first. To be <laughs> full, because we're going to get deep, guys, tonight. Uh, the first thing on the table this first episode is going to be Twitch Crazy, and we're going to get into deep cuts, but Eddie... Uh, being one of my my favorite friends and being African American yourself, I know you love some good fried chicken. We got a fried chicken joint to open down the street from the office. I said, "Well, I'm going to try it today." I roll up in the drive-through, and you only had three choices: you had a snack box, a lunch box, or a family dinner box. I said, "Okay," and I said, "Well, what kind of chicken you got?" And she said, "We got tenders." And I said, "Well, do you got like regular fried chicken or wings?" She said, "No, we just got tenders. That's all we got." So I said, okay. I said, well, what's in the lunchbox? And she's like, well, there's there's six chicken strips in the in the lunchbox. I said, okay. And she goes, what's that come with? She goes, two sides. And I said, okay, what's your sides? And she's like, we got French fries and we got coleslaw. And I said, that's it? And she's like, yeah, that's all we got. I said, what about a biscuit? And she's like, we don't have biscuits. And I'm like... How are you a chicken joint and you ain't got no fucking biscuits? Like, that, like that's what? step one. Like, sweet tea biscuits fried chicken. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like what what ratchet chicken place did you go to? Like, did you go to Aldi's Chicken Shack? Like, like I, I don't even want to say what? because I found what? out later this place is a chain because the menu I saw online was not the menu they had there. But the thing is, they've been open for a month. So I was like... It's not like this the first week and you missed a truck. Like, this is what you have all the time. Now, here's where the ratchet level gets even crazier. So, I take it back to the office and she goes, what sauce do you want? I said, let me get some of your, whatever the name of the place was, sauce was, because it was like your special sauce. And I was like, okay, and let me get some buffalo sauce. Come to find out from one of the girls at work, all they have is a special sauce. So, what they gave me for buffalo sauce... They gave me three packets of Louisiana hot sauce instead of buffalo sauce because she thought that shit was gonna work for buffalo sauce. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's a shame. I yeah. could go to another black person or even another white person's house and they have more ingredients to make some real good chicken, like Popeyes or something. Yeah. Than that raggedy check chicken shack. Yeah. Like, I'm like, this place like, is the most raggedy ass chicken shack I've ever seen because I mean, literally all they had was ketchup. Hot sauce, and then they had it's basically their their like special sauce, horsey was, sauce, yeah, I guess or whatever you want to call their special sauce was basically it tasted like mayonnaise and ketchup mixed together. So I'm like, I ain't, I don't know, like I wasn't digging it on the fried chicken. I, I just ate it plain, but I was just like, this is some bullshit. I I have more choices at a kids lemonade stand than whatever that ratchet place is. <laughs> Who does that? 
I'm gonna give you an option of two order of two sides. Yeah. Now, do you want two fries or two coleslaw? Yeah. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's it. That's all you got. And they had no biscuits. They had uh, what else did they have? Like they didn't have anything. So I was like this, and that was the other thing because I figured you know they had chicken tenders, which I figured, but I figured they'd have regular fried chicken and then they have yeah. wings. But they had none of that sauce shit. Then they didn't have the lemon pepper sauce. They didn't have buffalo. They didn't have shit. And I'm like, I'm never going back. Like, I'm done. <laughs> I, I, I would have just be like, you know what? I don't even want to want to go here because I could go to Burger King, get a 10-piece for 149 Yeah. <laughs> oh, that ended, though. That ended, though, man. Cause, Did it really? Yeah. Well, last word on the street, because I looked at their website today and it wasn't on there because I ain't going to lie. I was going to roll up and get me 60 nuggets today. I was going to be like, <laughs> let, me get, let me get 60 of them. <laughs> so... Because I did the math, it's like $9 for, like, fucking 60 nuggets. So I was like, I'd be like, bitch, you get some nuggets, and you get some nuggets, and you I was just going to be like the fucking Santa Claus of nuggets today. I was just going to be, like, throwing nuggets to everybody. And that's how you do it. That's how yeah. you keep it real. Yeah. And then I was just going to take, like, a whole big handful of the dipping sauces, just throw them up in the air. Be like, woo! Like confetti. Be like, get your dipping sauces. Shit. Oh my God. I don't know about y'all, but Burger King, they got that three ninety nine like Whopper Junior. Uh, that Whopper like, Junior meal's legit, man, for three bucks. They, so yeah, but but they added like uh, I think like a double bacon or stack or something. They added yeah. something to it. Uh, yeah. I know that's Wendy's, but I was just like, okay, I get like two burger. No, I get a burger, some nuggets, some fries, and a medium drink for four bucks. Let me get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and Checkers got the one too now, where it's four for uh, three. That uh, I think it's rallies up where you guys are at. It's not checkers, but yeah, we have, we have checkers. Oh, you do have checkers, because yeah. some parts of the country it's checkers, some parts of the country it's, it's rallies. rallies. Yeah, in, in my city I have rallies, but I did used to have checkers. Um, it's an hour drive for me to go to checkers wow. if I want to go. And I'm I'm so to do so. Last summer, uh. I went to a conference and we was driving around for different food places. My friend's like, "Oh, there goes Checkers!" I almost crashed my car. It was just like, "Where?" We went into Checkers and they kind of messed up our order, but they gave us like four extra free burgers, some large fries, extra drinks. They like cooked this up. I tasted that fry and I was in heaven once again. <laughs> Man, those Checkers fries—they're amazing. The best fries. I don't think any other. Fast food place has got as good a fries as Checkers. Well, it's that Cajun seasoning, man. Like yeah. someone from like me that's from Louisiana, like I, that's my favorite fries, man. Like they're they're so this the seasoning, man. You don't need anything on them. You don't need ketchup or nothing. You just eat them fries all day long, you know. Yeah, I mean Popeyes is close to it. It's true. Uh, Popeyes is really good. But shoot, Checkers fries. That and I had, of course, I had to get my la a large vanilla milkshake, and I was hell set. yeah, I, I love vanilla milkshakes. Dude, I was knocked out out of like five bites. I was gone. <laughs> yeah, I ain't even gonna lie. The other day, they got those checker burgers on sale now for a dollar. I rolled up, I got me five of them bitches. I'm yep. like, just throw five in a bag. Yep. <laughs> Let me get all my way. <laughs> yes. Yes. And they gave me uh, some serious side eye because I was the only person in the fucking car getting five burgers. And they're like, come on, player. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like fuck you. I'm going to go eat these five burgers. You can kiss my you ass. Take this five you better take this $5 to keep it moving. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, I mean, I, I'll tell you what. Checkers has stepped their wing game up, too, because they do wings now, and they're really see, good. I never tasted their chicken. Their I chicken's chicken good. Burgers, but, see, like, regular chicken, I'm – oh, okay. 
I now when I go there next time, I'm gonna have to go get some wings. And they use I, they use Frank's Red Hot sauce, and they've got the Frank's Buffalo sauce, which I keep the Frank's Red Hot Buffalo sauce just in my house on standby. Like there's one in the refrigerator open, and there's always one in the cupboard on standby at like any given time because that I'll put that shit on everything. He does. <laughs> Reach right now. Well, it's yeah. funny. So, yeah, so if if you're not hungry when you're listening to this episode, you are now. <laughs> you are now. Which you could go see some of the amazing food trucks over at Grove, Grove Roots. Roots. Yes, yeah, tonight definitely. we're missing because taping night is always Wednesday, seafood night. Tomorrow night, Thursday is steak night, and I'm not sure, but if you go to the facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast uh, show. show, we always, I always repost their menu so you can go and see what's coming up and what food trucks are coming up. Or you can go to uh, Facebook.com forward slash Grove Roots Brewing and check it out on there too, and you can see all the see, food. See, that's trucks. what I love about uh, going having an episode with Eddie because it's like we just talked about like fast food joints for 15 minutes Dude, already. It's we awesome. could have done a whole episode about fast food we joints because my buddy Corey Goro Gringo on Twitter and my buddy Brian McCord, who does One Fall Gaming and he also does, uh, he's part of Grapple Maniacs. The three of us are on this like six year long group text, the three of us, and we talk to each other like every day. And if there's something new at Taco Bell, bitch, I'm there day one. Like if a new double double stackers for a dollar, I need six. I need two each. So <laughs> and like, but see, but see, you gotta go. You got now. You gotta go between two to five. So you get your one dollar uh slushy or whatever it is. Oh, see, that's thing. what sucks because my lunch is between one and two. So it's like, oh. and like I, I get like just under the wire. But the thing is, is usually like when I go to a place, I never get a drink because we got water at the office. One of those water machines. Uh-huh. So like yeah. I just drink water and I try not to drink. Like I may have one soda in the morning. That's it, and then I drink water the rest of the day. So I try to keep my calories in the food, not in the all the other shit. But uh, yeah, anytime like Taco Bell comes out with something new, I've got a straight up food boner, and I'm like, I've got to go. Like I've got to go see what this new <laughs> shit is because, and you know, it's made of the same seven damn ingredients. Like they've only got like you know seven or eight ingredients in Taco Bell, but they mix them up some way new, and I'm like, that's the shit right yep, there. It is. Yep. I, I love it. But you know what else we love? We love to talk about Nintendo. And uh, we have, and that's one of the main reasons we have you on, obviously to talk about fried chicken, but <clears throat> also to talk about <laughs> food and talk about the Switch because, you know, Eddie, you do a really good job of researching. You have your optional opinion podcast. Yeah. Which you did a fantastic episode, by the way, uh, on your thoughts on the Switch and stuff like that. So really, kudos to you, people that need to go check out check out that episode, yeah. the optional opinion on SoundCloud, uh, and it's also uh, Podbean, right? I think it's on Podbean as well. Uh, yeah, the Anonymous Radio Network. Anonymous Podbean. Radio Network on Podbean. Yeah. So definitely go in there and check that out. Um, and we're I- always thinking about you, even when you're not around, because last week uh, we had Bailey Vay Cosplay Week, and on the last episode, Friday's episode. We actually talked with her boyfriend, who's a Twitch streamer, and we talked to, you know, all four, four of us. Yeah, yeah, I got my math right on that. Four of us talked about the Switch, but, like, we barely scratched the surface. So, literally, the next day, I was like, Johnny, we got to get Eddie in here and talk about the Switch because yeah. I want to get in the deep cuts. I want to get deep in the guts of the thing because, like, we just we barely even got under the water on the thing. And I'm like, I got so many thoughts. I know Eddie's got the thoughts, and what I love about you is you back it up with facts. Like, yep. you're like... Oh well, this is happening. This is happening. This is happening. And also, so consider we consider you kind of like our Nintendo expert on the yeah. on the podcast. Thank you. So thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um. So look, before we really get into it, uh, obviously for those at home, um, who have been living under a rock, 
Nintendo's coming out with a new console uh, hybrid um, uh, called the uh, Nintendo Switch, and you can take your actual whole console. It's small enough to take it out on the go. It has a kickstand on the back. Uh, it has two Joy-Con controllers, uh, which can be split off from the the tablet, and you can actually, in some games, I don't know if all games are supported, but most of the games will have two-player options available. So you've got two controllers there. Uh, their whole Nintendo, which is interesting when you you know when you go watch the the direct, it's fascinating mm-hmm. how they kind of were like, hey, we're 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 taking everything Nintendo's ever done and putting it into the Switch, and it, and it didn't really hit home to me until like I watched that direct. I'm like, you're right. There's motion. There's you know there's the you know the joysticks. They everything that Nintendo's really done, they put into this system. Yes. So um, they kind of uh, incorporated all the good things that. Nintendo's been known for to make this new innovative system. Now, a lot of people, uh, speaking on the presentation itself, a lot of people were kind of upset and disappointed by it. But a lot of people have to realize you have if you're if you have not watched a lot of Japanese presentations, they don't do things like E3. So you can't be like, oh, it would be better as a Nintendo Direct. No, not all. You know, it's good that Nintendo came live. We actually got to see what Kimishi, like how Kimishima does presentations and all these new people who helped make the Nintendo Switch. Like, we got more realistic uh, idea of how Nintendo came together to make this system. Mm-hmm. If you want an E3 presentation, then go watch the old E3s. Yeah, it's true because like most of the time they do the directs, especially to you. You know, like it's already right. pre-recorded and like beautifully edited and everything. But this was live, and also people need to realize that like seventy-five percent of the audience was shareholders, right? So like they, it yeah. wasn't a normal gaming audience. So they yeah. were kind of like making sure they were dressed nicely and that they were you know all in suits, well, except for the one guy that was doing the Splatoon. <laughs> he was kind of crazy, but everyone else was kind of like dressed nicely and really speaking, you know, quite you know, re- real, you know the. It was almost like we were fly on the wall, and like it was like it was it was nice that Nintendo let us watch it with them in a way. It wasn't directly for us, but we got a lot of knowledge out of it as well. Right, and they were they were very formal. The, Japan has a certain way on how they do presentations. Even if you go to the Sony presentation in Japan, you don't even hear a lot of people clapping this stuff. Um, you know, I would rather. A lot of people don't realize. I would rather have the presentation that Nintendo did. There's some phony higher employees in the first three rows of Sony press conference clapping, and then see the rest of the game press not interested in what they got to show. Right. Like Nintendo, Nintendo broke everything down and presented to to answer some questions that a lot of people had. Like, but a lot of Americans don't realize that. When Nintendo does a presentation, they're going to show you gameplay. They're going to show you the ideas. They're going to show you the fun that you can have. So if you'd be like, well, one, two, one, two, three, Switch is not for me. Heck, I don't know what Prey is, and that's a reboot. Right. It's true. Like, like if you – Nintendo doesn't show CG trailers like all majority press conference do for E3. So a lot of people got to realize to keep your expectations that Nintendo is presenting a system. They want to give you an idea of what you could do with the system, what these games are going to do, and how much fun you can have. They don't want to keep you guessing and be like, well, this is how a game looks. It's all CG. Don't know how it's going to look. I don't need another Watchdog trailer. Right. I agree. You know, again, I would rather Nintendo continue the fun, um, show me some interesting gameplay, and I'd be like, okay, that's what I'm going to be doing. And they probably got some more stuff coming our way. I need that right now. 
Well, it's interesting too because like this Deuce, when was your last Nintendo console? Well, see, it's funny. My last Nintendo console was my 64. So, I didn't have a GameCube, I didn't have a Wii, I didn't have a Wii U, but I'm really on board with the Switch and it's funny cuz uh me and you were talking about this a little bit in the car, and to lead up to that, I'm going to ask you a question because I know you work in the industry, Eddie. How quick did you guys sell out your pre-orders? We didn't actually get no pre-orders. Really? At my job. Yep, we didn't get no pre-orders. Th- would they um, take them and nobody came to pre-order it, or did your— Nintendo, Nintendo never sent us any pre-orders. So oh, they, wow. they, they wouldn't they even just... let you pre-order it. Wow. Right, because okay. we would have— we would have if. The thing about with Nintendo is because all that information wasn't revealed. If they wouldn't, if they were going to do a reveal, a reveal first, they would have did the reveal earlier and sent us cars. Still, we had we don't have no cars, so it's just whatever Nintendo sends us now when the day that it comes out with games. So it's just gonna be like first come, first serve with the games, the systems, the whole enchilada. So you're probably gonna have like a, a line and stuff at your store. Fucking stampede. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. But I. I, but I would know. I would know how many we're getting, but I don't know what time or what day that we're going to get it. I know that at the time that we open, um, we're probably going to have a, probably a huge crowd of people, but we're going to have employees ready to sell the system, um, and make sure that you know we got the system, that we got the accessories, and we got the games. Like we're going to be ready and prepared for it. So we're hoping that Nintendo, um, supply us really good than they did with the NES classics. And uh, which we'll probably touch on if you yes. guys interact. Yes, because well, I, yeah, I um, after reading what Reggie said about it, now I understand why they send it out that way. It's funny to hear that not all major retailers got pre-orders. I didn't know that. I, I would assume it would have yeah, just been like, like a regular. Because I, I know like GameStop got some, and they say sold out quick. Like I heard <laughs> they sold out within like a couple of hours. Like they were like, all right, we're out of we're out of pre-orders. And I know Amazon got some pre-orders, but besides that, I don't know. Like, I don't know if Best Buy got any. Like, I don't really know. Those were the only two I know right. because Walmart Kotaku got put some. them up there. Walmart oh, got, Walmart yeah, got pre-orders. Yeah, Walmart got pre-orders. Really? Walmart yeah. got them, and yeah. Best Buy got them. Um, okay. They're probably doing something exclusive with my retail. I can't say what my retail is just yet because we, I don't. We we don't haven't finalized a deal yet because we didn't even get PSVR. We got the games. But we never got the system. Oh, so wow. That was you us. still haven't gotten the systems for That's it yet? That's interesting. Sony, Sony did not send us the system when it wow. came out. Wow. Yeah, they they didn't they didn't send us no move controllers. Only thing they sent us was the games. Wow, that's interesting. That's wild. Well, let's yeah. talk about pre-ordering real quick. Eddie, did you did you pre-order uh, the Switch? No, I did not. Okay. And um, only reason why I didn't pre-order the Switch is because I'm going to wait for more games to come out. I'm going to be completely busy with February, March, and April. Um, I am getting the uh, Breath of the Wild for Wii U. Um, and the, the lunch lineup, we'll probably talk a little bit later on, is like I kind of want everything that they're going to be releasing besides Skylanders. Um, yeah, right now I'm just probably going to wait to like the summertime to get it because there's just too much from February until May for me to play. All, like all, all three consoles. Well, and well, I, let me ask before before we jump back to that, like February to May, what are you looking at? Like, what is the the Eddie V? I gotta buy it list. This is what's gonna keep me busy from February to May. Okay, so um for for February is definitely Horizon, uh Zero Dawn. I have to get that. Okay. Um, 
for March is pretty much uh, Breath of the Wild and uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, okay. um, which I'm probably gonna buy for PS4 and Xbox One because I know two I know many people got both systems. Uh, or, or either sisters and they're going to be wanting to play with me. Um, I got Persona 5. Um, now, that's then, on PS4 now, right? They moved it yeah. from PS3 to PS4? Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, no, no, actually, no. It's still there for PS3, too. Okay, yeah, so they have both versions. Yeah. They both have. Yeah. Okay. But you're going to uh, get the PS4 I, one, of course. Yeah, since I got a PS4, yeah, it's just, I'm just going to upgrade to that. Because I, I brought the collection from GameStop, the $100 collection. Oh, for, nice. Uh, Persona nice. 5, so I'm getting that. Um and uh let's see I think there's some 3ds games like Yoshi Woolly World that's coming out next Friday or coming out the Friday of whenever you listen to this episode yeah. um I'm getting that and then uh at that point I should be good to go because I still got some backlog stuff to um play but uh hopefully I still got to pick Inside up uh hopefully oh, that goes really on good. sale really good yeah um and I and hopefully. I am set sooner when I get my Switch. Uh, right. That that's a definite, but it's only digital, so I have to wait for that right now. Yeah. But I am, I am going to buy like the Switch games, like One Two Switch, um, slipper, uh, slipper, uh, slipper clips, uh, or snipper clips. Uh, I am going to be buying Breath of the Wild for Wii U and um, and Switch. So I'm going to buy the games. It's probably the accessories before I get the actual system, just so I can have them when I get my system. Sure. Well, let's let's talk about the uh, launch lineup that's confirmed right now, because uh, people want to know what's coming out the day of, because the official release date is March third, yeah. two thousand seventeen. Mm-hmm. So let's. I have the the. Now you can add. You can help add to this, Edward. Um, I have the list in front of me, but there might be some more that have been added since I uh, took took this note. Uh, we have, of course, one to Switch, which I don't know about you guys, but I felt like that game should have been bundled. That in. should have been bundled with a system. What do you think, Edward? Um, I, I really, if it did get bundled, it would have, it would have met my price range, or my price guess, because I thought it was going to be three forty nine with a game pack. Then, uh, when they made it two ninety nine without a game pack, then I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. Uh, one to Switch. Um, I'm kind of fine with it not being a pack game because I think there's a lot of games in it uh, for people to play. Um, now, if they only had like maybe ten, uh, like ten games that you could play, then yeah, uh, it's a pack game. But if they have like fifteen or sixteen games to play, I many games to play, and it's like completely fun and there's more to it. Um, I don't feel like I'm not worried about it not being a pack game. Or anything. Okay. Yeah, because I was interested because, like, you know, with the Wii, one of the reasons the Wii, su- the original Wii success is because it came bundled with Wii Sports, yeah. which was like yeah. a proof of proof of concept for the system, you know, with motion control. And I feel like the one two switch feels like a proof of concept. Like, I know there's like no, fifteen to sixteen. I know there's fifteen to sixteen games, you know, demos or, or trial, whatever you call them in there. But I feel like they're more proof of concept and not full fledged games. And I, and I wish you it see that could, milking game. Yeah, the milking yeah, game. Yeah, the milking game. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like that shit's fucking wild, man. Yeah. Like you're trying to see, I guess, who can get the most milk in their who can milk it, or who can milk it faster. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, man. But I'm like, this is some wild ass shit that they're doing. And then I guess they've got a like a where it's like three, two, one, draw, and it's yeah. like a quick draw kind of game, like. So, yeah. I don't know. For me personally, it's one of those games where when they knock it down to like 10 or 20 bucks, I'll pick it up, but I ain't picking it up for what what 40? I think it's said 40 bucks. Oh, that. Yeah. yeah. That uh, seems like a lot for uh but who knows? They might have more stuff they didn't announce yeah. or whatever, but I always felt like 1 2 Switch could should have been like a a bundled I game. I do too. 
But anyways, uh, another obviously the big game we'll get to a little bit is Breath of the Wild. But uh, Skylanders Imaginators um, got announced. Uh, we're not really too sure what's going to happen with that, but that's good for Nintendo to keep continuing that Skylanders franchise because yeah. obviously that's a multi-million dollar franchise. Uh, Just Dance is also a very popular. A lot of people play it. Like our friends Mike Kerrigan and them and, and their kids, they play yeah. the Just Dance games on their actually, Wii and stuff. Actually, Skylanders and Just Dance have actually declined. Oh, did they really? They just declined? They are not big sellers during the holiday. Hmm. So what are, What does that mean, that those two games aren't going to be on the Switch now? I mean, they'll be they'll be on the Switch, but the sales of them are not going to be like uh, are not going to be like oh, this is a hard hard to find game. I need to order it. Right. No, the uh, Imaginator Imaginators and Just Dance kind of stayed on the shelf throughout the whole holiday season. Even I can with see that. Stuff. Yeah. So they're not going to be yeah. huge sellers. You're saying they're not going to be right. Right. Uh, obviously, Super Super Bomberman R, which looks interesting. Yes, and. I, I have a feeling that this game really needs to sell because it needs to it needs to, a lot of people don't understand that this needs to show Konami you need to make video games back on Nintendo systems so you can make money. I don't care about the Kojima situation. Whatever happened with that drama is fine. Right. But guess what? If you want to be a video game company and you want to make money, put your stuff on a Nintendo system. Go back to that old Super Nintendo days or a 16-bit days and revive some of the Hudson's and your old Konami games. Nintendo fans will eat it up and will put your pockets in the black. Yep. I think because I think Metal Gear, I don't know how much it sold, but I know it had to hurt Konami in the pockets. I know that game had to hurt. A Super Bomberman R sells 1.5 million or so. That's a good sign to be like, you know what? Time for you to bring Contra. It's time for you to bring, um, uh, what's the one dude that's on the uh, Adventure Island? It's time right. for you to bring him back. It's time for you to bring those old school games. Gradius again, bring yeah. that back in. Um, uh, uh, Salamander, um, yep. Parodius. I would. It's everything is region free now. Bring back Parodius for Virtual Console and see how many people buy that game because you guys finally released it in America. That they, this stuff will show Konami that you return back to Nintendo and now we're going to support you as a gamer. And I think people will forgive uh, uh, Konami about the Kojima. Thing. Well, I also think Superman. Superman. I keep calling Superman. Super <laughs> bom Super Bomberman R. I think it's cool because like it's a game that is kind you know, is a first first part well, second party title, I guess technically. But it's it's something that's been on Nintendo console and I think people that buy a game they're gonna want games to play with. Uh, you know, and I think that's gonna be a, a a different type of game for for the folks there. And also it's you know, Bomberman's been around for a long time. I think it's gonna like hit the old the casual or the hardcore gamers are like, hey, you know what? I I remember playing Bomberman back in the day, and the, you know that those games are fun. And, uh, and people people have been pre-ordering Bomberman, just have. like Legend of Zelda. Yep, yep. So that's a good sign. Another one, uh, Binding of Isaac uh, Afterbirth Plus, uh, which you know that series is sold everywhere: Steam, PlayStation, you know Xbox. Uh, that they, that series continues to grow and and to sell. So they're gonna obviously, but that's a little darker game to put on a Nintendo console. Well, I think after they got the uh, censorship stuff, 
all together and that game came out on Wii U, I think their uh, Nintendo has been fine with it coming to Switch because it did. Uh, I think it did uh, some good sales on Wii U, so it just makes sense to put it on Switch. It you know, does. Are you saying that the the Wii U version of it they censored it and they took some stuff out? Is that kind of what you're saying? There was a problem of them putting the game on Wii and on Wii U uh, because there were some things that uh, that didn't that was like they felt religious. Yeah. And it, and then Nintendo don't really want anything like that on their systems, yeah. so they had to rework some of the stuff on it. Uh, and then when it, it finally got their approval, it came to Wii U. Okay. So uh, um, it's good that now that you know, it's kind of the same thing with the expansion to it, and now it's on Switch. So all right, yeah. Because I, I will say this: at least there was a couple titles on Wii U that came out that were mature, and I think Nintendo's gotten to the point now, like. We're not afraid to have a mature title on our system. Like, mm-hmm. if somebody wants to make a mature rated game, and put, Skyrim's a prime example. That's a mature rated game, and they're going to let it go on the system. So, I think they've kind of finally broken down that we're not just the kid system anymore barrier, which for somebody like me makes it a lot more tempting to buy because it's like, well, is this going to be the kitty box or am I going to be able to play what I want on it? So, well, I think ever since the Nintendo with the Mortal Kombat rating that they allow M-rated games on the system right. on their consoles, it has always been up to third party if they want to put those games those sure. games on it. Yeah. Um, the problem with the problem with the mature rated was that third party thought that it wouldn't sell. Well, it's not going to sell because you you took out some features and you downported this. You didn't you didn't even put the good team to work on it. Um, so we're getting the crappy port version of your game, and you're charging us sixty dollars. Yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of Nintendo fans and a lot of people who who were who was willing to buy the Wii U. They were getting cheated out of. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So, yeah, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's the reason why nobody was buying buying rated games. But you got, but you got something like Bayonetta two, who who completely sold well, and that was a good relationship for Platinum, and that was Game of the Year two thousand fourteen, yep. and that was all kinds of rated sexiness, crazy violence, yep. and it sold well that yep. people wanted more of it. It's true, and and who's the no, who, especially with the uh, Microsoft ending ties with Platinum because of Scalebound, like I think Nintendo is only going to have a stronger relationship with Platinum, and I think Bayonetta three comes out for Switch only. I mm-hmm. think I think they're going to be like it's Switch exclusive. Why not? It sold so well on a, on a console right. that only ten percent of the you know gamers bought. Well, right. I mean, think about it. On top of that, you put Bayonetta one and two in a bundle, and you sell it at a good price point. Like I never played either. And if I've got the Switch, I'll pick them up because I'm like, I haven't played these games before. And if I can right. get, you know, two games for 40 bucks, I'm like, fuck it. And it can't be that hard for them to port it because, I mean, right. we, you pretty much, you know, it was in 720, wasn't it? Right. And yeah. So, was- I mean, yeah. And Nintendo told Platinum, do what you do. We'll come and check to see your progress. Okay, we'll make some little, uh, we'll we'll tell you guys to make some little adjustments up there to make your quality better. And we're out the door. Continue making the game. Yeah, that's how involved Nintendo was, and a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't respect that about Nintendo. You want to make an M-rated game for our system? Go right ahead. We, as a company of Nintendo, won't make an M-rated game. We'll make a team-rated game, but yeah. we don't need blood and violence to sell a game. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and I think with. You know, let's go over some of the other titles. Um, um, I am Setsuna, which was already out on uh, PS4 uh, and Xbox. Uh, Xbox One got it too. 
No, just PS4. Yeah, and it's like PS4. kind of like a spiritual successor to Chrono Trigger. It looks beautiful. The music. You show. You show me the soundtrack. It's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, a JRPG. Yeah, so okay. it's a JRPG, yes. which is cool. good because it's cool. Now you're getting. You know, you you're getting. The Skylanders, well, well, eventually you'll get the Skylanders audience. Uh, you get the Just Dance audience eventually. You'll get the RPG fans. You get well, the mean, Zelda that might fans. Be a day one purchase for me now that I know that they've got a JRPG on the system. Right. Oh, so. th- th- that's what most of the whole conference was JRPGs. So which is right. like, oh, the the East are making a big deal out of this. They want that money on that Nintendo from that Nintendo console. Yeah, let's do this. And they just announced two games that were already out on the previous consoles: World of Goo and Little Inferno. So thoughts yes. on that? Um, World of Goo needs to be brought. It, it got missed on Wii. Um, it's such a fantastic game, and I know it's old, and I know it's been on PC and Wii for a long time, but people forgot about it, and I think it's a good game, good puzzle game to help people be very creative and think on how to solve puzzles on the go. So if you're on a long road trip and you really want to just kind of you know, have a puzzle that's going to take your time, World of Goo is a great, great game. Well, we're going to take a small break, and uh, we'll be right back with uh, Eddie V and the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Sci-Fi Bartow. Brought to you by Main Street Bartow, and of course, by the host, Lori and and Sean Serdinsky. And of course, it's going to be Saturday, February 18th from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. in the beautiful downtown of Bartow, Florida. And of course, you've got special guest Scott Finster is going to be headliner, Rusty Harrell, which is a Star Trek expert, Joel D. Winecoop, our good friend, and a Jedi Knight Training Academy. Also, the 501st will be there in full force. You don't want to miss that. There's going to be 100 science fiction vendors live. Also, if you want to be a vendor, don't forget to go and check them out on Facebook at Sci-Fi Bartow if you're interested in being a vendor this year. Also, there'll be music, there'll be two costume contests, and there'll be a television-themed car show, which is over two blocks, including Knight Rider, Dukes of Hazard General Lee, the Trans Am from Smokey and the Bandit, and the Pizza Delivery Truck from Toy Story. And of course, because this is Super Sci-Fi Barto, there'll be lots of superhero-themed motorcycles, and there'll be a prize for the car show. Also, the Game Master Nick will be hosting television-themed game shows during the day, and there will be discussions all day and panels, including Doctor Who and secret celebrity guests showing up from 11 a.m. till 8.30. Also, at the end of the night, they'll be showing Avengers on a two-story movie wall. You don't want to miss it. And also, if you want to bring the kids, it's a great event for the family. There's kids' activities, including bounce houses and rock'em, sock'em robots. And all the downtown businesses will be opening, selling delicious food, everything from coffee to sandwiches. You don't want to miss it. Who else is going to be there, Johnny? We're going to have Maria Saber of Gothic Sushi. We're going to have Michael Carey of Michael Carey's Fine Art, as well as Josh Bauer of JB Designs and AJ Productions. Come and see your boys at Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce live at Super Sci-Fi Barto 2017. Don't miss it, and it's totally free! This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by RetroGameTreasure.com Get real retro games for the old school consoles you love delivered to your door every month. 
They have consoles like the NES, Super Nintendo, Genesis, PlayStation 1, Game Boy, Game Boy Advanced, and more. Tell them the type of games you like and what games you already own so you don't get duplicates. You even get a wish list. It's not a rental service. And best yet, you keep the games. Use promo code HAPPYHOUR and save $2 off your first month. Learn more at RetroGameTreasure.com and don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. And we're back with the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. Yes, sir. You definitely want to check out Michael Carey Arts. That's Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, Carey, C-A-R-E-Y, Art, A-R-T dot com. Also, Facebook.com forward slash Michael Carey dot art. Check out his amazing arts and prints. He also does amazing commissions, which he's working on one for me now, which is going to be just straight up amazeballs. And he's going to be at Sci-Fi Bartos, so you want to check that out. Also, our boy from JB Designs will be there. He's got two different new fairy series that you got to check out. Also, guys, Sci-Fi Barto is one of only two shows he's doing in 2017 other than Tampa Bay Comic-Con. So you're going to want to come out and see him for that. Um, and just go check him out. You can find him on all social media and online shop at Josh, J-O-S-H, Bauer, B-A-U-E-R, artist, A-R-T-I-S-T dot com. Also, you can find them at facebook.com forward slash JB Designs, and it's D E Z I G N S uh, on Facebook. And also, our good friend AG at Productions, he's going to be at Sci Fi Barto, but he's also going to be with us at Inked and Geek, so you don't want to miss him. He's perfect for parties, weddings, bar mitzvahs, quinceaneras. Keep an eye out for their upcoming film, The Corridor. Um, and you can find him at facebook.com forward slash AG at Productions, P-R-O-D-U-C-T-I-O-N-S, L-L-C, and that is on uh, the old face space. So check them out, man. Definitely. Uh, and, of course, uh, with us we have the amazing Edward Barnell, Eddie V from the Optional Opinion and the World 1-1 Podcast. Also our our, our resident uh, Nintendo expert. Uh, our roaming Nintendo reporter. Yeah, our roaming <laughs> Nintendo reporter. Uh, we'd love to have him in when we're doing Nintendo news. Um I wanted to talk to you, Edward, because like we went over some of the basic launch titles, but we mi- we skipped around deliberately because I want to get more into Breath of the Wild because there is going to be a Wii U version and there is going to be a Switch version. Now you mm-hmm. s- be different. Well, it, it's more of like it's not really that like the games are different. It's more of like the technical aspects, like the way it runs and so stuff. Like, like it'll run better on the Switch, right? And some of the okay. art, okay. like the, some, it's being limited a little bit. Like some of the art is being held back, and like okay. some, but the actual game should should be the same. Maybe maybe the map's smaller for the Wii U. They haven't okay. confirmed that, but it's it's going to be a li- you know a little bit differently uh, from a graphical standpoint. And I wanted to get your thoughts on that, uh, Edward. Um, the, the the graphics doesn't do anything. The, like the difference, the comparisons doesn't do for me. I'm excited for both. Like I cannot wait to hear the soundtrack. I can't wait to uh see what the story is. I I really want to explore that game left to right, up and down. Like yeah. I'm I I'm so ready for this game. And I know there's just a lot of stuff that they haven't shown us yet. And I'm just so 
intrigued and just so ready for this game. Yeah, uh, I'm, so. I'm excited about it. Um, and I, 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 and I had this debate a while ago. I was like, I think I'm just gonna, I think I'm gonna uh, end up buying the Wii U version. Um, mm-hmm. just because I don't know when I'm getting the Switch, and so yeah. like, and I just want to be able to play the game. So it's like I'm gonna uh, pick up the Wii U version, and of course the Wii U version. Probably won't be sold out everywhere. You could probably find it since the Switch is going to be like the hot new flashy toy. But like, yeah. I feel like I'm going to get the Switch version or the Wii U version to play that, and then eventually, once I get the Switch, I'll probably buy you know the Switch version well, eventually. Yeah. But let me ask you a question. I know it's going to be a little bit weird to both you and Johnny. Are you either of you guys guys that like trading games? Like, if I beat a game or if I'm done with a game, do you trade them in or do you just you just sit on them? You just keep them. I'm- I keep my games. Um, I keep I keep my games because I invest in a library for that console. Okay. And sometimes because I want to do features, I want to do podcasts yeah. and stuff. I want to do some research, so I want to give a game a try, and I want to play it for through, refresh my memory. Right. Sometimes I want to uh work on my skill for a game, and I feel like trading it in, um, to get a lesser amount than what I paid for. I just that's just me. Um, I, I just don't, I just can't do that and go for that. Now, if you want to trade games in and I could buy your game for cheap, I'm good to go with that. Um, but I kind of want to support the developer and I want to keep that game in my library to show everybody to be like, Hey, this is my library. Um, these are the games that I love and play. And this game that you guys were so hating on now, now has become a collector's item. I still got the original copy. Right. Mm-hmm. So well, the only reason I brought that up is because I was like, well, you if John, if you and Johnny both are buying it for the Wii U, and then you buy a Switch, and you buy a Switch. I was like, well, you could trade in your copy of Breath of the Wild for the Wii U, um, you know, maybe get a couple bucks. But it sounds <laughs> like to me, both of you guys are like, screw it, I'm just gonna keep it. If nothing else, I can say this was one of the games I have for the Wii U that I own for the Wii U. But then also, like you said, as a podcaster and as a video game historian as you are, you can then tell people also the differences. Like, I played on Wii U and I played on the Switch, and these are the pluses, these are the minuses, these are the things that are different on each. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's a pro and con to getting rid of it, getting the extra couple bucks to pay for the next one, or there's a benefit of keeping it and still having a lot of replay value out of it. Yeah, cause I, cause I know that if I when once I get it, regardless of what system I get it for, I want that experience, and I want to keep that experience in that moment and that memory, you know, to always be with me. Now, a lot of people are like, well, that's just wasting, that's just wasting money. If you look at a lot of people, they own indie games, they own like let's say Shovel Knight for example on four different platforms. Yep, I do. Like. <laughs> So it's just like, what's the difference of that you own an indie digital game on four different platforms? It's the same thing. Right. So that's kind of how I see with the, like uh, Breath of the Wild that um, I'm buying it for both platforms. You know, I want to have it for Switch, uh, so I could be ready when I get the system. But I want to get the experience now. I got I got a Wii U. I could pop it in, get be ready to play. And if, for people who want to discuss the game, we could discuss our adventure and what we've done in the game. I don't have to. Uh, worry about waiting for the switch to come in the case it's just sell out then for me to play the game yeah yeah no, i agree yeah i mean i i feel like with the because there's only 14 million uh or uh, uh, you know around that number of sold of wii u is it's it's mm-hmm. n- a lot of people i would say a lot of people the switch will be the first nintendo console in, in a, a long time in a long yeah. time you know since like the it'll wii. be my first since the friggin 
Nintendo 64. So, so I think it's you know having having a mainline title like like uh, you know Zelda Breath of the Wild on the Switch. I mm-hmm. think is smart because I mean I think people are you know a lot of people I think are holding back on you know people aren't really buying Wii U's now because they know the Switch is coming around the corner. So I feel like you know the we want the Switch to do. I think all three of us want the, the Switch to do well, oh, and we sure. want them yeah. to sell a lot of copies of Breath of the Wild for a for for Zelda fans, but for for but also for the gaming industry to keep oh, that yeah. franchise alive because right. it's you know you want to you want to be able to say hey look at uh, look at us we're Nintendo we just sold fifty million Breath of the Wild copies or whatever for yeah. Switch like that would be like wow look at that we're really you know killing it uh, <laughs> with the with the Switch you know and and I and I have a projection which we'll get into later i want i want to give a a lifetime at the end of this episode i want to get a lifetime projection of what you think the Wii the switch is going to sell that you know consoles uh the number of consoles it'll sell but i feel like you know i think it's smart to put out games that have already been out for the wii u because obviously not a lot of gamers got to play it right only like the hardcore nintendo players got it so like Mm -hmm. let's talk about in april uh we have the uh, mario kart 8 deluxe coming out Yes, um, that's going to do, that's just going to sell blockbuster still because people are still playing Mario Kart Eight, and uh, if they're adding more content to this the deluxe version, hey, if I could battle you on the go while I'm flying, while while uh, uh, we at the mall or at Burger King or something hanging out, and we just feel like we need to play a console game, bam, let's bust out Mario Kart and let's go full at it, you know, and let's have fun. Um, people wanted a battle mode. Nintendo threw in the battle mode. So those who want it now, bam, buy the game now. And you get all the content, the twelve dollar content, that for free. Yep. So it's just like this is a good deal. Yeah, it's a it's a port with some extra stuff. But guess what? I'm down for that. Don't you know how many games that have that's been ported to other systems, but a little bit added on that people brought? You know. Mm-hmm. So shoot. I'm I'm down for it. It's it's a good thing that they did it like that. Cause wait till Mario Kart Nine come out. If they don't put it on the 3DS and they bring it to Switch, um, it's going to it's going to probably do blockbusters more, and they're going to probably just make it better. And that's a big franchise for Nintendo because even even mm-hmm. with the Wii U, I think they had a almost a 50 percent attach rate with the Mario Kart Eight. Those. Almost one out of every two uh, Wii U owners owned Mario Kart 8 because it was just a game, that, a great game you can play at parties, fun to play. Doesn't have a high. I mean, you can. And it has a skill cap there, but like it doesn't take a lot to get in. You know, barrier to entry and all that. Like, and you can play with different characters and the laps and like the different. You know, you learn things. You can unlock the reverse mirror uh, levels and all that stuff. So there's a lot there if you want it to be. But it's also something right. that if you just want to play casually, you can play casually as well. So. It- it killed Watch Dogs. You know, it watched, uh, Ubisoft uh, was just like, yeah, Watch Dogs sold a million. I'm like, but you have to sell on four copies. You want to sell a tenth if you put Watch Dogs on one platform. That's true. Compared, yeah. to, compared to Mario Kart, Mario Kart sell Buku Bucks on one system and killed your whole new franchise. Right. It's true. Yeah, you got to think about how, how many Wii U's were out there, you know, and only selling one exclusive game to a console. Like, it, that sold really right. well. And it's smart for Nintendo to put out something people are familiar with. And also, if people were like, hey, this is, like, Deuce, this is my first Nintendo console in a while. I know Mario Kart. That's like a, you know, like a... Yeah, that's like day one purchase for me. That's like a pre-order, because, like, the last <clears throat> the last Mario Kart I played a lot of was 64. Now, I played 
it on the Wii for a hot minute, like at Johnny's house and like people yeah. that had its house. I to be well, take that back. That's a lie. I was gonna say I've never played eight. I think I played eight once or twice at Player One Video Game Bar in Orlando because they had the Wii U and they had it there. But it's like. You know, a lot of people, I mean, Johnny, because Johnny's hardcore Nintendo like you are, he got the Wii U, but besides him, I don't, I can't name one of my friends that bought a Wii U. Now, I know a lot of them bought the Wii, but not the Wii U, so it's like, to us, it's going to be a brand new game, and to me, it's a brand new experience, and it's, mm-hmm. to me, really, it's half the reason I'm buying this, the Switch in the first place, because for me personally, I'm buying it for Nintendo titles, I'm going to buy it for JRPGs, because I really... I really want to try and to get into JRPGs, and I like the ones that are more like the old school, like the Chrono Trigger, and that new one yeah. you talked about that's a launch title. I am Setsuna. Yeah, it, it plays, from what I understand, a lot like an old Chrono Trigger. Right. It's yes. turn-based. It's not, you know, it's so it's easier for me to pick up and play. So, like, those games are I'm looking for, and to be honest, even though I love you, Buck, and I know it's going to kill you me saying this, our good buddy Buck from Retro Game Treasure... I'm really going to use it like a retro box, to be honest with you. I'm oh, going to use it for virtual console. Oh, they go if they're putting GameCubes on here. Yeah. Once the, once Mario Kart uh, Double Dash drops, you need to download that right now, and yeah. you will be amazed at the gameplay, at the level design, and you will be it to have Double Dash and Mario Kart Eight on the same system. You will literally be blown. Well, I, I I dropped an article. I don't know if I dropped it in Johnny's or if I dropped it in the group uh, text kind of thing we were doing on Facebook, but they said that they had that they were going to put GameCube games on the uh, on the Switch, <laughs> and they had four yeah. on deck. They had Animal Crossing, they had yes. Luigi's Mansion, they had Super Mario Sunshine, and they had uh, Super Smash Brothers. What is it, Me- Melee? That was on the game. Melee. Oh, Melee. Melee. So, yeah. like, those are like the four that are going to come out like right out the gate. Now, their version of right out the gate, I don't know if that means like day one console drop or when the first six months. Like, they didn't, they didn't give any kind of it, which. That's the only thing that's my beef about the virtual console. They haven't mm-hmm. given us any kind of information. Like, when are they going to drop games for the virtual console? How much are they going to be? Um, if I buy a virtual console game. Can I keep playing it even if my online subscription that you got to pay for now runs out? Like, oh, you'll be able to play it because yeah. it's a once once you buy it, it says on your memory card uh, in the system. So once you go on, you'll see on your screen that oh, uh, I got it on my file. Touch it, it'll load up, and bam, you go ahead and play it. Okay, well, then, and then that's the other thing too. Like, I really. Nintendo, because I haven't had it in a couple years, so I've only mm-hmm. gone through what I've read and what other people have said. But they got to get their shit together when it comes to having like a unified like account. Like this is right. the Eddie V account, this is the Deuce account, this is the Johnny account, and it goes across everything. Because I know people that have said like, you know, I bought Super Mario Brother or Super Mario World five different times. I bought it for the Wii, I bought it for the Wii U, I bought it for the 3DS. Like, it needs to be a unified, like, when you buy it, you've got it for all the different systems. It needs to be, like, a unified account, if that makes any sense. Well, yeah, because I think with, uh, now with my Nintendo account, uh, it, you know, it recognizes that, uh, that you bought this game, it's in your system, now you can play. Um, The unified account thing, um, it's, kind of problematic uh, due to how the uh those systems are designed because okay. even because even if you look at uh playstation network i got games that's on ps3 
that I can't play on my PS4, even yeah. though it's on, even though it's on PSN. So that's not a unified account there. Um, with 360 games, uh, I have to have actually the physical in order to play that game to show Microsoft that I own it. Instead of if I bought it digitally, if they recognize it and then they'll download it. Well, not all games are uh, have the digital space like um, Lost Odyssey. They didn't have no download uh, version of it, even if right. I had bought the game digitally. So that's not unified. They had to actually wait to they made it for free to make it uh, digitally. Sure. So uh, uh, at the at this point in the time, I can understand why uh, they say that if I buy if I buy the game, it's on a unified system. Um, that de- that depends if they're gonna uh, if you buy the game and it becomes available on the 3ds um that's True. the only way that's it'll be definitely unified but for right now it's just like once it's in your system and they see it bam you got it for all time yeah which that's the only other thing is i'm gonna have to have you guys both help me when i get my system to figure out like mm-hmm. what kind of memory card i need and like what size i need and and how much that's gonna be and like you guys recommendations on that well, the good thing I, is the cartridges, though, right? That that's gonna help. I, I think that yes. the games are on cartridges, as but they're read-only cartridges, from what I understand. You can't save anything on the cartridge. Yeah, uh, just can. Yeah, oh, you, you can? can save on it. Yeah, yeah, just like any 3DS cartridge, anything like okay, that. Okay, so yeah. like if I'm yeah. playing Mario Kart and I got Mario Kart in the machine, it'll save on that. Now, if I want to buy like you know Melee that's on the virtual console, or I want to buy some virtual console, it'll be digital. Games, that'll save. be digital, yeah. and I'll need a memory card for that. Yeah, I so, think that yeah, will help, right? Yeah, because um, it go they're allowing up to once they finally make a two terabyte micro uh, SD card, you could go up to two terabyte. But for right now, whatever the highest ter uh, not terabyte, whatever the highest micro SD card you uh, that's available, you could buy and it'll work on the Switch day one. Yeah, now, I think I think it's two fifty six gigabytes right now. Yeah, right? two fifty six is right now. And how much um, is a two fifty six card? Oh, I think it's like a hundred right now, like a hundred or hundred fifty. Hundred fifty, yeah. yeah. Yeah, check Amazon because sometimes they throw sales on it, and it depends on which one that you're going to get. But they're well, going to say get a bunch of little ones. <laughs> just just put the little ones in there. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. could. I yeah. did that for like my Vita. Like when I had my Vita, like yeah. I, I had a bunch of eight gig ones. I just throw some games on there, and you could do that. But I think at launch, I mean, what would you guys say? Like, okay, I'm buying it. I know that I'm going to use this. Like I'm telling you right now, I'm using this as a retro box. I'm gonna buy a lot of virtual. Well, a lot of those games, games are small. Like yeah. you know, now the GameCube yeah. games could be a couple gigs. You know, yeah, probably is. Yeah, um, I I would probably say, uh, I think 64 gigs would be like a, on a, a regular SD card would be reasonable. Yeah. Because I think there's like about 30 or 40 bucks. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, so like 40 yeah. bucks, and I get a 64 gig card, and that should be yeah. able to hold what I need, so I should be able to put a few games on there. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah you'll, you'll be able to put a lot, because even with the 3DS, um, when you put the micro SD card in, in the new 3DS, even though the files are big, it's still a lot of room that's on that system that right. you can save. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people, uh, like, if you would have got a Wii U, day one, you could have used a 2 terabyte external hard drive mm-hmm. on any on the 32 gig or the 8 gig white one. Right. So they uh, they allow that to happen, uh, and they were and, uh, uh, not Microsoft, but like at least Nintendo was the first to be like two terabyte for your system. If you want an external hard drive, no hardware thing that you need to do. All you got to do is plug, have it power, and go. Yep. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, before we wrap up, it's almost been an hour already. Uh, I want to talk about what what do you guys think? Because 
the Wii U has sold approximately 14 million units world worldwide. What mm-hmm. do you what do you think if you had to make a guess? Because I want to come back. I want to come back in a year from now, like you know, a year for you know January of next year, 2018, and see where the 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 switch is. But what what do you guys think if you had to put a number to it? What do you think the lifetime sales of this the switch would be? I'm going to go with 35 million. 35 million, which yes. uh, that's lifetime total. Oh, lifetime total. Um, I would probably say 56 million. Um, depending on we'll see what the game support is, but I'm gonna say 56 million lifetime. Okay, so that's much better than the Wii U, which gives them enough money, I think, in the bank, even though they have seven trillion in reserves. But I think <laughs> if it sells 50 million units, that's good enough for Nintendo to be like, all right. Nintendo's back in the market where people are obviously buying consoles, our consoles again, we can go in and continue on with the, you know, with Nintendo. Because I think that yeah. was the biggest problem Nintendo was facing was, like, they have $7 trillion in reserves. Uh, they don't want to have to tap into it, but, like, they, they want to make sure that they are able to continue to have that console branding. Because, sure, they could just go, all right, we're making games only, but then it becomes an issue with licensing and IP and all that. But, yeah. uh, Deuce, what do you think lifetime? Lifetime. Like, how, how long do you think the Switch lasts? Five years? Six years? I'm giving it six years. Six years. So after six years. Really? You think the life cycle is only going to be six years? Most Nintendo mm-hmm. consoles are about five years okay. uh, on average. Yeah. Okay. See, now, I'm, I'm going to be the first one to admit I'm stupid when it comes to this stuff because I don't keep up with any of those kind of numbers. I'm going to go with... Let me go with 65, just okay. because I really think this is going to sell, because if, now I, I'm a wackadoo, so I'll just tell you that mm-hmm. right off the bat. I'm really going to use it for a retro box and for first-party Nintendo titles, because I've got an Xbox One, i got a PS4. So if it's a third-party game, I'm going to buy it for one of those two systems. Um, the other thing is it's never going to leave my house. Like, the only way I'm going to take it out of the house, like, if I come under your right. house to play, like, I'm, n- I'm not a game-on-the-go kind of person, so, mm-hmm. like, I don't ever plan to, like, leave the house with it. So, mostly, I'm going to be using it for Mario Kart and things like that. But th- the price point, in my opinion, I think is really good. 300 bucks. I think it's a great price point. The only thing I think they could have made their case better if they had bundled some sort of game with it. Like, the 1-2 Switch or something. Right. Um, but I think, especially, you know, you give it a year or two years, that price point may be down closer to two fifty, two hundred dollars I don't see why parents wouldn't buy this. Plus, how much is a 3DS going for now? Like 150 bucks? That's no, still 200, still 199, 99. So, a new 3DS. so basically, mm-hmm. for another hundred bucks, if I'm a parent with a kid, I can get them a system that they can take with them on the go, like a DS, and also one that they can hook up to your TV and play at home. And for me, as a parent, that's a no-brainer because it's like I could buy them a 3DS, but then I might have to buy them an Xbox or a PS4 or something later down the line. If I spend the hundred dollars now, they've got a home system and they got a to-go system, and it's all in one. Which I hate to break to you guys. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't phase out these D- DSs and go just switch. Like a, a, a lot of people are believe that, but um, I think Nintendo is working on their next handheld. Okay. And if they don't show up for this E3, I believe they'll show up for next E3 because Nintendo is not going to separate their business or combine their business like that. You, the portability going to keep the handheld one side and then the well, switch yeah, over they're here. Doing, yeah, because they're doing because mobile as well. So yeah, yeah it's true because. 
the third party third party companies make more money off of their handheld systems than any console. If you look at if you take Atlas for example, who a company who only made niche games, even though Persona is their only game kind of on PlayStation, that's only really one series. And Catherine, it was a trial. I yeah. feel like that's a trial game. If you look at Atlas uh, games, most of it is for their handheld systems, and they sell so well that they're making money off of it. Bravely Default for Square Enix put them in the black where Final Fantasy 13 was like, even though they sold a million in Japan, 75% of those games got returned back to uh, we got returned back into stores or traded in within that week. Right. So wow. that really, that really hurt. So that really hurt us, uh, Square uh, Square Enix. Yeah. Uh, so um, you know they they don't want to uh, mesh that kind of business thing because uh, not only does Nintendo, I'm like, why make your why only get money from one thing when I could get money from I could get double money if I could get money for my handheld business and my console business over just just a hybrid. I'm going to keep both businesses going. Right, yeah. and of course the mobile market, you know, with uh, Bre- yeah. Breath, Breath of the Wild Heroes and all that stuff. Well, let me uh, ask- and I mean uh, Fire Emblem Heroes, uh, you yeah. know, they have that game coming out and stuff like that. Well, let me ask you this, Eddie, though, before mm-hmm. we get too far past it. If they drop a new handheld, like, next year or the year after, do you think the game cartridges will play on both? They'll play on the Switch and they'll play on the whatever the new 3DS is? Or do you think those games will only work on whatever the new 3DS is? They're already go- they're going to work on the, n- the next handheld. They will not be able to do it be put on Switch. You don't think so? Nope. Because uh, once they do that, um, that, that, why even bring out the system? Right. Well, that's true because sure. it's like if I can play the game on my Switch, which is already portable, why even buy it? Okay, right. okay, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So I was just uh, thinking because then you got people that got the Switch that aren't going to buy the new handheld, but mm-hmm. they might pick up a game or two and you get a couple extra sales. But I could, I, I could see your point of view on that too. Yeah, I think what they're going to do is they're they're going to try to make it sleeker, uh, and they're probably hopefully. Um, hopefully, to me, it would be better if they use like GameCube technology at this point, or even Wii technology, to make the games look better on a handheld, okay. but still provide provide experiences that you can't find on console. Right. Because, because like I said, because Monster Hunter hasn't been turned into a console since Monster Hunter Three Ultimate, and Monster Hunter Four Ultimate and Generations did blockbuster numbers for Capcom. They make more money. Capcom makes more money off of their handheld in the Monster, ser- uh, Monster Hunter series than they do for console. So they don't want to uh, disrupt that. You also got to think, too, about the Pokemon audience, too. I mean, they sell mm-hmm. crazy numbers on handheld. I mean, I'd imagine they'd probably make a version just for Switch. And then that's how they make double the money. Make a version yeah. just for Switch and then make one just for handheld. And your Pokemon craze fans... Uh, we'll go and buy both. So and plus, they got yeah. that new Pokemon Bank thing, so you could right. bank your Pokemon from the Switch one and take them over to right. whatever your new three. Yeah, that's thing one is. thing they will yeah. they will make that will make they will make that bank unified, you know, across both consoles. I know that I know that's something they'll be working on. But uh, wow, guys, we've already it's already been an hour already. We, I mean, we've just been talking about the Switch, and it's been an awesome episode. Um, and uh, wow. Let's, we're all excited. Uh, March third is the official release date of the Switch. Yep. Uh, depending on how things go, uh, all three of us will eventually own a uh, Nintendo Switch. Oh, for sure. And uh, hopefully, a year from now, I'd love to get like a year in review. Like w- once, yes. say, be like March third, two thousand eighteen. Be like, all right, this has been a year since the Switch's release, and we'll see how it's how it's doing. I'd love to get get on yes. for that. So, um, 
Any other things you guys want to mention? Yeah, the Eddie, where can they find you? Where can they find all the podcasts you're working on? Because you're the hardest working man in the business, <laughs> sir. You make me um, look like a chump when you told oh. me. It's like, oh, I already did eight podcasts since breakfast, bitch. It's like, <laughs> oh, fuck, man. I'm, I'm slacking. You guys can find me on Twitter at that retro code um you can find my podcast optional opinion at soundcloud itunes google play and the anomalous radio network uh podbean.com um you also can find world one one on shoutengine.com soundcloud itunes google play uh and any other podcast app um if you do subscribe to my soundcloud page you will get optional opinion and you will get world one one um every friday or most Fridays when I can present it. But that's where you go find me. Um, if you guys want to friend me on Nintendo, if you want to read you, optional opinion and capital letters are one word. And you can follow me on Twitch at the lyrical one, D A L Y R I C A L one, where I do my Let's Learn series. Awesome. Dude, nobody gives a shit about except for me and you. Did you friend me on, uh, on PlayStation Network and Xbox yeah. yet? All right. Cool, I have cool, you. Cool. All right. Cool. Awesome. So definitely go check out uh, uh, Eddie V and check out all the stuff he's doing as well. And speaking of checking that out, you can check us out on Twitter at HH Podcast Show on the Twitter machine. Also, you can hit us up at Show at gmail.com. Don't forget to send your questions to Ask the Buck. We're not only going to have Buck in studio, we're going to actually go to the Retro Game Treasure Warehouse very, very soon on a happy hour with Johnny and Deuce field trip. Uh, and we're going to take the questions with us because we're going to do the show live there, maybe do some videos and do all kinds of cool stuff. So don't forget to send those questions. Also, you can find our older episodes at soundcloud.com forward slash happy hour podcast. Also, find us at facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show. And of course, when you're on the Twitter machine, there's not one, there's not two, but there are three hashtags hashtag happy, happy hour podcast, hashtag HH podcast show, and hashtag deuces, deuces on, on the loose. loose. Later. See ya. Thank Peace you, Edward. Everybody. Bye.